Warning, the following show features constructive opinions performed either by professionals or under the supervision of professionals. The views expressed are ours and may differ from views of any other entity. Accordingly, the Tim Zabriskie Show and the producers must insist that no one recreate or reenact any conversation or activity performed on the show. When you listen to the show, do you find yourself agreeing with the boys? Or do you think Tim is full of shit? Well, let them know how you really feel and participate in the live shows. Follow the Tim Zabriskie Show by searching at Timmy Zabriskie on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. And fully interact by liking, commenting, and even calling into the hotline. Don't be afraid to make your voice heard. Yeah, we got we got a bunch of tourniquets for you, Carl. Nah, I have confidence in you, buddy. Hey, Jody, you want to remove your badge and your other stuff? What's that? Big. Oh, get ready to put the tape on him now. Not really. All right. Leave him alone. Oh, jeez. That was like right in his head. Oh, yeah. Create your Extreme Rules Smash Ups video at smashups.wwe.com. Powered by AT&T. And we're getting ready for a matchup which could... Oh, man, that was nuts. Back at it again with the brand new vid. Oh, man. <laughs> that alligator could have literally ripped that old man's head off right there. I mean, let's let's be real. He could have uh, he could have done some damage to that guy. Like, I don't know. That, that guy basically died. But, uh, you know, I had to take it and I had to put the Extreme Rules behind it. Because Extreme Rules 2018 is on Sunday. Um, once again, we're doing the prediction show. It's not only myself, once again, it's, uh, I'm going to call him the extreme president of wrestling today because he's, <laughs> oh, he's not driving anymore. He's actually walking around. Oh, thank God. About 10 minutes ago, he, the guy was like driving everywhere. And I was like, oh, you're going to live stream and drive? Like, what's the deal? But Phil Stamper, everybody. Phil Stamper. <laughs> oh, not the laughter. We need the clapping. The clapping. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> I might be stopping off at the MGM Casino. <laughs> oh, Oh, sounds like a sounds like a very good spot. Things are really gonna get extreme today. <laughs> so, what what's going on in the world? How's uh, 
How are things in Washington, D.C.? Uh, well, you know, <laughs> I'm trying not to get political because I almost immediately jumped there. Things are good. Traffic is not. Taylor Swift is in town. Oh. Oh. What? Oh, Taylor. Man, she's... She, what do you think of Taylor Swift? Why don't you give us... Why don't you shoot on Taylor Swift right now? That's, that's what I wanted to hear. Let us know. Let the people know how you feel about Taylor because I know how you feel about Taylor Swift. You know what? She is beautiful, talented. It's too bad she only uses boyfriends to go create songs. Ah, uh, yeah. I mean, you know, she goes from boyfriend to boyfriend. It's it's so simple, right? Right. <laughs> oh man. All right. So um, we have a great show for you here today. I'm actually the one that's going to be in charge of the driver's seat as far as the card. Um, I'm turning on the bat line right now. That way, if any of you guys want to call in, you can do so at the number listed below here, 350-4312. Um, I totally should have prepared and set up, but did you see that sweet opening graphic there? I did. I liked it. It's awesome, right? Shout out to um, to my old professor, Kevin the Man Ankeny. Um, that's, not, that's not actually his middle name, just to let you know. I was going to say, is that like a name? <laughs> it's not, but he, he definitely hooked me up with that. Um, I, I, I don't know. Now that, now that we're on Spotify, this is your Spotify debut. How does that make you feel? I feel a warm and bubbly inside. It's awesome, right? You know, we're we're doing big things here, here on the Tins of Risky show. Um, how much money are you about to gamble right now? <laughs> I feel like you don't even give a shit about this pay-per-view at all. You're more in it for the gambling at this point. Well, I don't, but we'll get into that in a moment. I really just want to get to a good space, uh, which I'm walking to. And then maybe after the podcast, I'll gamble the 40 bucks in my pocket. Ah, uh, $40. Big spender. Wednesday night. Let's go. <laughs> right. Hey, I was saying, I've had good luck recently when I've been here. So oh, fantastic. I've doubled my money two out of the last two times. <laughs> well, good for you, man. That's, that's awesome. Every, everybody's got to double their money. All right. So let's get into the card here, okay? Um the first place or the first match that we're going to look at today is and I was actually surprised to even see this was New Day versus Sanity. Now, for me the big thing was that for the longest time Sanity um hadn't been debuting and everyone was kind of giving WWE some shit for it because the whole thing was that um nobody like they had like vignettes playing on SmackDown, but then where were they? They were nowhere. So then it just turned into all right, well are these guys even going to show? Is that the is that is this even happening? You are so distracted right now. This is fantastic. I'm losing just a little bit. I'm walking outside now. Okay, so so since I'll go first, as Phil's getting himself all acclimated and everything like that, the the question is is that is who's going over here? Right, New Day or Sanity? Now, for me, I I'm actually gonna have to go with Sanity. Just thinking about the fact that that um, Sanity is just debuting, and so they're not gonna kill them off right away. But what they're right. gonna they're what they're gonna do is they're gonna they're gonna you know have them go over on the New Day because the New Day is already established. They can take a loss in this one, you know. 
Correct. And if anything, they could also use this as a moment where is there rumbling dissension inside of the new day? Oh, have they been teasing that? Well, I don't know, but at the same time, they have been teasing that Big E's going off on his own singles push, so maybe they need a little bit of a separator. Okay, maybe um, maybe this would be, in the sense of what you're going with, maybe this could be the loss where that starts to push them apart, right? Where, man, we're losing all the time, right? Yeah. And it, exactly. Something exactly. like that, yeah. So, who are you going to go with and why? Uh, I'm going to have to say sanity. I'm going to agree with you oh, for wow. the exact same reasons that you just mentioned. Wow. Oh, fantastic. So, so apparently we are, we are in agreement for the pre-show. Now, getting into the main card, because it only looks like, um, it only looks like there's going to be the one pre-show match. How, I wonder how long this card is supposed to be. Um, it looks like, it looks like it's going to be a long well, show. <laughs> what do you say? All right, we, we almost... Are you there? Because I can see you now. Can you hear me? I can hear you, yes. All right, sorry about that. So, as we have recently announced, all pay-per-views are now four hours long. Four? So, we're going to be going... <laughs> oh, four hours long. Like, why? What, what is the point of having a four-hour-long show? That's my question. There isn't one, and, and what's, I think, a little disheartening for the WWE is that this is the lowest ranked pay-per-view. Uh, our lowest ranked wall coming into the paper. That's right. So, actually, to go even further than that, this is actually the lowest rating raw in history. So it's not even it's not even a, a matter of 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 just going into this pay per view. Which, yes, you are absolutely correct. But this is the lowest rating raw ever. And I, you know, they, I know. Like if you look at the numbers, it's like one is like let's say like a two point seven four seven, and then this one would be like a two point seven oh oh. I don't know the exact figures off the top of my head. I just I just know that it was only really by like about forty thousand people, which could be like a, a small like suburb of Arkansas or something like that. <laughs> I mean, it it was bad. It was so bad, and you have to think about you know the WWE's on the cusp of so many different things. Right. It just they now have this new multi-billion dollar deal with Fox that's going to be implemented in October of 2019. They're getting ready for the, what is it? Not the world's greatest super show? Is that what they're calling it? Um, <laughs> the biggest thing that ever hit even, Australia, right? Right. And now there's even rumors and talk about a second WrestleMania during the course of the year. <sighs> yeah. Like let, <laughs> We're going to have to save that one for another day, but... Or we could just get right. into it now and just say that's stupid, because like that, like in terms of like the the storylines, right? I get it. it makes sense in business, right? And you know that's at the end of the day, I'm smart enough to know that um that that's what it really comes down to. But in terms of the storyline, right? Like, is this gonna be like the greatest Royal Rumble? Like, goes to the second WrestleMania? Like, if they continue to do the greatest Royal Rumble, or does the like if you win the only Royal Rumble or the the main Royal Rumble, do you get to choose which one of the WrestleManias you get to fight for, and then what title you get to fight for? So instead of you only having two options, now you get four, and then at the end of it, you only get to pick one. Or <laughs> thank you. No, but but my point being, like it doesn't it. I, I, just doing a second one, like I I don't know. I'm sure they'll figure it out, but but. 
it's I don't know. In terms of the story, is that really is that really helping a lot of people? Well, so you know, I'm still the dummy that has some naive belief that you know this will be beneficial and this will be good for everybody. Um, so this is my weird, twisted thought that you know we've all been saying you know three hours of raw is too much. All the television products is too much. Right. The current pay per views they have really aren't any different than what they're producing on weekly television. Right. So what if now you have the Royal Rumble, the world's greatest Royal Rumble, WrestleMania, and then I don't know what they call it, Super Mega Ultra WrestleMania. <laughs> uh, so now you get four cornerstone events a year. But we already have four cornerstone events a year. But now these are super mega ultra events. <laughs> oh, okay. These are on the next level. This will be like when... They, they, um, they touch fingers together and they become like Voltron or something. Right. It, like I, The analogy I was about to use was when um, was when you had the Power Rangers, right? <laughs> and then you have... Uh, like You had their, their Zordons, right? Or their Zords, right? Zords? And then you get like the Green Ranger that joined them and then... His just goes on top of the rest of them, right? That would be the second WrestleMania, or that would be the um, the greatest Royal Rumble of all the times. So basically, basically, yeah, I guess uh, I guess they're in a league of their own, right? So there you go. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just it just does. I was uh, I was trying to come up with a good Tom Hanks reference, or yeah, yeah, or we'll go with um um. I don't know. That's it. It's the catch me if you can, right? No, that doesn't. No. Yeah. Boo. Maybe that's what they can call the super mega ultra WrestleMania. Catch me if you catch me if you can. Yeah. And that's where what is expected that you win the money in the bank, and then you go to catch me if you can. Oh, to catch it. yes, yes. Jeez. And it's then literally gonna, the payoff event. Then we're going to get like uh, we should get money in the credit union as another one. You know Uh, oh, that was a really delayed uh, laughter there. All right, let's get back into the card. I think we're falling off track, but I think we're, I think it's good. All right, so the next one that is showing us would be Finn Balor versus Baron Corbin. Um, and uh, I guess the big buildup here is that um, um, Baron Corbin has changed his name to Constable Corbin, right? So now he's a... Uh, is he kind of like a uh, a lackey sort of um um I don't know uh, uh who's a character that that would be like like a like a stooge sort of character is he like one of the Briscoes now is that the whole thing with him? So what he he's in this position where he doesn't necessarily outrank Kurt Angle, but he is in with Stephanie McMahon, oh. so therefore he has support and authority. Um, so he can make match decisions. He can persuade Kurt Angle to m- make changes, basically by threatening him with his job. Sounds um, a lot like uh, Pal Penis when he turned into uh, Chief Morley, right? Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Oh, I did so. I say Pal? I meant to say Val. I'm sorry. Um, but what's what's interesting in this is I actually think they might have found a role for the constable. He has shaved his head, um, so no more uh, uh, Cape Fear baldness happening. Um, he has, uh, he rest, he's all in a, not a full suit, but like vest, dress shirt, dress pants, 
Uh, and wow. he wrestles in that now, too. So it also complements his body type. Uh, um, well, I'm glad so, he shaved his head. That's like the first thing I'm happy about, right? Right. So from a visual perspective, <laughs> there is a whole lot where, where they have done very good with him. Right. Uh, and actually, I don't know, in a way, I feel like there's almost a confidence build that I didn't, that we didn't see before with him. Uh, so his sort of semi-targeted Finn Balor, uh, but I do think you know if there's a moment for him to step up and shine, this is it. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with the constable. Wow! Wow! Really? Heading into the, the to the what was once the most important pay per view of the year, and probably you know number number seventeen <laughs> since they've added all these other shows, you're gonna go with the constable. Corbin, right? He's not the constable. He's just Constable Corbin. But, um, wow, that's a little surprising for me out of you, to be honest with you. It's a twist. (laughs) All right, I I didn't know if you had any more elaboration on us for the constable there. That was kind of my uh, my lead-in. Well, no, I mean, you know, people can say Finn's been a little lost in WWE programming. Um but in a way, he doesn't need this. He's, everything that's happened with Finn Balor, he's unflappable. I don't think he needs this because he's not hurt by it in, right. in any way, shape, or form. Uh, I, I do, and I don't think they are moving in any direction, really, with Finn Balor. So, okay, give this one to Baron Corbin. Okay, yeah. I mean, I, I can definitely... Um, I, can, I can see where you're coming from, but at the same time, it's like I think that I truly believe that they're going to do something pretty big with Finn coming into, into SummerSlam. Not crazy big, right? Like, he's not – they're not going to give him the universal title on, uh, at a SummerSlam. You know, that wouldn't make any sense for them to do something like that. Uh, <laughs> if, you get, if you get where I was leading into that. But at the same time, I, I've, I just wonder if um, – if, if – put- Going with the Constable Corbin, because at the same time, if, if he loses here, it doesn't really matter. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it's the same aspect that you're kind of saying with, um, with Finn, but I feel like Finn's going to have some momentum. And also, you know, as we go into the card, I don't see a lot of real baby face areas going into this one because they're going to use a lot of that go- for the Summer the SummerSlam card. So I, I just see this as, you know... There's going to be a lot of heels that are going to be going over here. So it makes more sense to have, you know, at least one good guy go home and the fans are a little bit happy. So that's why I'm actually <laughs> going to go with Finn on this one. Oh, you're gone. Your, your face has disappeared. But... Oh, I can hear you, though. Okay, that's fine. With, uh... All right. So... I know, I was going to share, and I'm on, my, on complete data right now, so, so Wait, maybe so... I just didn't have the best. No, sorry there about you that. Go. You're back now. We, we got you. All right. So there he is. There he is. All right. So going into the next match, we're going to go with um, – um, we'll wait on that one. We'll go to another tag team match. This one will be the Raw Tag Team Championship, the Deleter of Worlds versus the B Team. I'm going to let you kick this one off here. Go right ahead. I have to go with the Devourer of Worlds. I have to go with Bray Wyatt and Matt Hardy. I, I can't. In, in any good judgment, go with Bo Dallas and, and Axel, Curtis Axel. Wow. Um, I, I can't. I mean, 
I think they have done a good showing. Like, okay. A good showing? If they've been there for, like, fucking, like, ever, and they're finally getting over, and you're going to go with the guys that are that are, are over just, like, by, I don't know, just, like, eating cereal in the morning? <laughs> okay, so there's an element of that. But, but, they, okay, they have an appeal, but it's a laughable appeal. I, I, I think... I think Hardy and Wyatt have nothing else left in them but to run through the B team. There's no substantialness. Substantialness. That's a new word today. Substantialness. Um, I like that it. is less hashtag substantialness. I'm going to disagree with you here. I think that we're going to get the surprise victory. They're not going to win the title, but <laughs> I mean, I just, I just think that the B team, that it, it makes sense, right? It's. I feel like maybe they'll do something cute with. Uh, with you know Bray Wyatt and his brother, right? I think that we'll get right. a spot where like like a stare a stare off spot between the two, where maybe like a bow leave into like an upside down catwalking Bray Wyatt. But I think that I'm gonna come. I'm gonna have to go with the B team. I think that they're I think they're sweet. I think they're fresh. I find I feel like they finally like find found themselves. You know what I mean? Like with what they're supposed to be doing together because these guys have been teamed together for like almost two years now with the Miz collectively and uh, they weren't even over with the Miz and the Miz Miz, as we know is money so so the fact that these two guys and everyone's giving them a shot I think maybe they're going to run with it I'm going to say that they're going to run with it so I do agree with you that I do think there's going to be some kind of connection to of course for Bo and Bray um Real life brothers, by the way, if you didn't know. Yeah, um, that's what that's what we were going at. If you didn't know already, right, right. I'm not telling you. I'm telling the rest of you. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. I fr- I failed to elaborate, and I, I was just adding to your um, to your your acknowledgement. Thank you. The elaborate. <laughs> All right. Uh, so I do think there's going to be something there. Here's the wacky the wackiness factor. What if? This is all a team for somehow to get Bo Dallas to join his brother. Oh, wow. Maybe. That would be crazy. Maybe they maybe they all like beat the shit out of each other for a little bit, and then they just hug it out, right? And then just like, oh, right. here we are, you know? Bo's like, I've seen the light, brother. Yeah. Dude, I, I was just thinking I would pop super hard if in the middle of that match the, the, the crowd just starts pay, um, chanting, pay your taxes. Cause then I'll just be like, "Yes, this is this is the best." When they're both in the ring together, you know, a little tribute to IRS. I know that you got that, but um, to to those of you that didn't know, Erwin R. Scheister, um, IRS that used to team with Ted DiBiase, um, is the father of both Bo Dallas and Bray Wyatt. So Barry Windham is their father. Are you sure? Because I'm pretty certain that it was Mike Rotunda. I'm, I'm I'm fairly certain. Alright, well then I'll just go fuck myself. <laughs> Are you serious? I always thought that it was uh I always thought that it was Because because I will also say that uh Barry has gained a little weight lately and uh looks like his kid. Huh. I'm, I swear to god, I thought it was uh I'm opening it up. Hold on. Hair. Oh my gosh! I am horribly wrong. How did I Thank screw you. this up? <laughs> Thank you so much for telling me that I'm right because I already knew that I was right. 
And and here we are. So now let's go back to my point that the crowd should start chanting, pay your taxes in the middle of the ring while the two of them, well, one of them will be, uh, you know, on his back, you know, doing a, a, a cr reverse crab walk. And the other one's like, Bo, leave. And everyone, the crowd goes, pay your taxes. And it's going to be amazing. I agree. That, that That's it. And it's not going to happen the way that I want to. But if it does... You owe me. A, you have to mail me a Coke from Washington, all the way to upstate New York. Fantastic. All right. What if Mike Rotunda make an appearance on Extreme Rules? If he makes an appearance, yeah. And he, he's got to do it. If he does it, he's got to do it the exact way of, of um, when Bret Hart was uh, was reforming the Hart Foundation, where. He's like, I love you. I'm so sorry. I'm so remember when I remember when I beat up your teacher for you? Did you ever see that promo? That is the one of the best promos I've ever seen. Where Bret Hart, the God himself, had to beat up one of his um one of Bret Hart's uh, or Owen Hart's teachers because the teacher was making fun of him. And I was like, you're a 13 year old man, <laughs> like literally a 13 year old man. If you're going to go beat up a, a teacher for your little brother. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Let's get back into the card. I'm rambling. We're having a good day today. We're having fun. All right. So um, the next the next match that we have here, we'll go with uh, Braun Strowman and Kevin Owens in a steel cage match. Wow. Wow. That's – I, I don't you mean, even – You mean there's finally an extreme match on a – Paper, yeah, there's only uh, there's only one, one or, yep, so far just one, real extreme rules match on this whole pay per view. <laughs> it's, and it's uh, it's not even dubbed an extreme rules match. It's a steel cage match. I don't know if there's really any stipulations for any of these because on this website and I'm looking at CBS, it's not really saying anything. So. <sighs> Except for um, except for the women's match. All right, Braun Strowman versus Kevin Owens. Um, how have we gotten this far into this feud? I mean, so since we've ever since we've gotten the happier go luckier Braun Strowman, uh, Kevin Owens has taken, I would say, some uh, exemption. You know, Kevin Owens he's the big man on Raw, and then he sort of tried to taunt Braun, and then Braun at every turn met him. Uh, he rolled over his car, his rental car, four times. And then I think finally uh, Kevin tried to run out of the ring last week on Raw. And instead, Braun found him hiding in a porta potty, duct taped the door shut, wheeled, not wheeled, excuse me, drug him out um, by tying a rope to the porta potty and drug Kevin Owens all the way out to the stage area from the back parking lot were dragging the porta potty with Kevin Owens inside Jeez. and then threw the porta potty off the back of the stage. Man, <laughs> so who do you think's going over? <laughs> it's really hard to. I, I don't know. <laughs> there, there, there was nothing left for anybody but Braun Strowman. Like, I'm sorry, Kevin Owens, you are not winning this match. Uh, yeah, that, like, I don't know. Like, I agree with you. I'm just going to have to go with Braun because it's not like we're. Like, unless uh, Sami Zayn, or is he, on, is he on the injured list? Is that what I just heard? Yeah, he's on the injured list. 
Okay, so if he's on the injured list, then and maybe maybe he's healed up, and they're not telling us. But um, um, yeah, I'm gonna have to go with Braun because unless like he can climb out, but I, I I just don't see it. I don't see it. I think Braun's going going over unless you know there's a there's some sort of swerve. Maybe uh, maybe somebody comes to attack Braun, and that's who Braun goes in after at SummerSlam. I don't know. Who do you think that that could be? You broke up that last little line. Say that last part again. Let's say, hypothetically, there's somebody that were to come into and uh, um, attack Braun, right, and uh, make it so that, that Kevin Owens can go over. Who do you think that person would be? Huh. I mean, at this point, there's not many people left that would be able to do something like that to Braun. That means Brock is actually going to make an appearance after all, or it's going to be Bobby Lashley with a heel turn. I like the idea of Brock, because especially coming off of this whole UFC controversy and everything like that, where he pushed like the champion, I, I, I don't know. I may, That'd be sweet if he came in and he picked a fight with him. That way he could drop the belt. That way he could go fight... Uh, that guy, right? But there's there's so much confusion around that that whole piece too because I thought he was being fined by the Nevada State Athletic Commission that once he returned to MMA, he basically had a year suspension for um, using uh, the illicit substances previously. So it was only for two years. Like, so that fight was two years ago. That's how long he was suspended for. Right, but then he was out of UFC. He was in WWE. So. I, I don't know. Part of me is like I've lost the track of how this was supposed to supposed to have happened. Um, well, the you know but, with his contract though, this is just from what I remember, right? I could very well be wrong here too, but I do remember them saying that with his contract, it was um, it was like he can, he basically has the has the god contract where he can just do whatever he wants, right? But that's why when he did that one-off in 2016 where where he lost because – or the, it became a no contest because of the drugs. Um, that whole thing was that he had to pay a fine, which was le- even less than what he, the fight was worth for him. And then it was also that right. – it was, it was also that he was suspended for two years or something like that. So – I'm guessing that his and the fight was in July, if you don't remember that too. So I'm guessing that the suspension is up now, and maybe in about six months. There was something with six months too, so maybe after the two years, and then it's like another six months where he could train and actually have the fight. So maybe in about six months we'll actually get the fight between him and this guy that he pushed on pay per view the other day. So there's that. So maybe Possibly. he could show up, and then maybe he'll just drop the belt and do the right thing, and everybody will be like, "All right, go have that fun with the fight." You don't think this is gonna happen? You think he's just gonna he's just gonna hold on to the belt? So th- this is the this is the thing too, and like you know, I, I alluded to this before. You know, WWE has signed this great big deal with Fox. They've just had their worst rated Raw in history. They're about to go into Extreme Rules, which is you know, for them like a pay per view. It should be great, brother, <laughs> and it's not. Um, and we've talked more about lackluster pay-per-views than we have good pay-per-views. And again, this, right. is it being critical of WWE? Yeah. Is Vince a billionaire? Yeah, but... Is their stock triple things- where it was last year? Yes. <laughs> I just feel like there's things that they could be doing so much better and get so much better of a return on, which also partially includes 
not having a third hour of raw to better focus their product. Right. But that's where that's where I fall into it too on the creative versus the business, right? Because as you I completely 1000% agree with you um um with that two hour show um tighter better segments a lot hungrier atmosphere but with the ad revenue that they get on that third hour it and you know i that's all just bargaining chips that help them even get to fox because we don't even know if with fox if it's gonna be two hours or three hours or or whatever it is um there but still like as far as a, in a business sense like it makes sense to have that third hour you know right so I, I'm with you, though. I'm with you. Two hours of a show would be a lot better, but that third hour brings in so much money for them that it's almost worth it, too. I mean, you're not wrong. At the same time, if people stop watching your show, it's not going to be worth any money. Yeah. And if you, yeah, exactly. So, all right. Now, so you're going to, we're both going with Braun on that one. Flat out. All right. Next match, we got United States Heavyweight Championship. Jeff Hardy versus Shinsuke Nakanomura. Oh. All right. So how the hell did these two start start getting together? You know what? I don't even know necessarily how it started. I feel like it was a random match put together on SmackDown without connotation and just one thing led to another is the impression I got. It says here that Nakamura just decided that he was the number one contender after two nights after Money in the Bank, and then um, then he was bitten by the dog, which is nuts. Like I I don't do you know the full story behind the dog? Because I I don't. I just saw that he had a cane and he was bit by a dog, and and I was like, what the hell is going on here? Do you know the story? I'm I can only, I'm guessing then that Jeff Hardy had a dog. <laughs> oh yes. And bit it's funny. Here's the here's what happened. All right, Jeff Hardy was getting in trouble for having some sort of substance that he shouldn't have had on him. Right. So what he did was because the 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 drug sniffing dog came into the back locker room because that they don't actually drug test you anymore. They just have a dog come in and you know look for shit. So Jeff quickly took whatever it is that he had. And he threw it at Shinsuke Nakamura, and it hit Shinsuke in the leg, and the dog leaped at him and jumped, and he bit Shinsuke in the leg. And that's how we got to this to this Extreme Rules United States Championship match this Sunday coming up. How did, I think that, that's, that's basically what happened, right? Is that a full fact or are you just making that up? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just making that up, but it sounds like it could happen, right? <laughs> yes, it does. It actually does. That's right. I figured out the whole storyline right there. <laughs> oh, man. What the hell is that behind you? So, to my left, there is a fountain. And to my right, it is a giant moving screen that you can see from the highway. That's crazy. All right. Getting back to the match. <laughs> Who's going over? Is it Brother Nero or or um, the dog face bitten? <laughs> you know what? Since... since uh, Shinsuke isn't going anywhere else. He's not going back into the world title picture. I'm sorry, not with AJ, not right now. I'm going to say, I'm going to give it to Shinsuke. Wow. Yeah. New United States champion, Shinsuke Nakamura. I like it. I, I like it. I think you have to give him some title at some point with someone yes. um, before you fire him. So, hey. 
Oh, I could see that. I see them giving it to him. It's going to go with the whole bad guys idea that we had before. He's going to bring it to SummerSlam. Maybe Jeff will win it back at SummerSlam, but this is going to just be a quick quick title change. Um, you know, that way we can get a baby face over on the main card at SummerSlam. Bam. Done. All right. So, next match coming up, we have... We have... Um, Roman Reigns versus Bobby Lashley. Huh. <laughs> Bobby, like we, the flop Lashley, because that's that's <laughs> that's what I'm going to go with him as here. I mean, so last last pay per view we talked about the fact that he just had to get past name his name. That you know he just had to move on, um, yeah. and that's what he's doing. They, they, basically, after that pay per view happened. I don't know if they have ever referenced that it ever happened, and that that's for the best. Um, yeah. So okay. So the now Bobby sisters Lashley don't remember that either. Yeah, exactly. So let's put him with uh, Roman, who I just don't know. I just don't see it. It's like it's like they both kind of like Bobby's like plateaued, and Roman went down from the, and now they're they're here, right? From like he was more in the world right. title picture, and I. So now. Well, it's, but they did. They did it in the way that they're both going to be strong out of this, allegedly. Um, Keep Roman because of course, strong. here comes Roman Reigns. I deserve because. Uh, so if we were, if we go back, remember at Extreme Rules, this was go- initially going to be a multi-man match for the WWE Universal Championship, and then Brock, due to a contractual whatever, was unable to participate in the match. Of course. So that now there was going to be an open match and. And both Roman Reigns and um, uh, Bobby Lashley were down three to challenge each other. Right. But it started with Reigns going like, I'm deserving of another title opportunity. And and Angle basically saying like, dude, you've had like that in the last year alone. Get over it. And yeah. Bobby Lashley's out like, hey, you need to try the new people out. And it's like... <laughs> like me from 2007. Like, <laughs> Exactly, <laughs> exactly. So it's it's like maybe not, and and then Roman Reigns even went after Bobby Lashley for like, oh yeah, that's good, that's good guy, that's good guy. Uh, you know, you left here, um, so he went on him on you know in the same Roman Reigns routine that he's been going on with everybody else. Uh, oh, you're a part timer, yeah, exactly. Not a part timer. You're just not. You just haven't been here full time. You're here now. But you weren't here before, it, and I've been carrying. And I've been carrying the load. Um, exactly. Like it's it that same old stick. What he said was basically like, "You haven't carried shit, dog." Yeah, yeah. Because I, I will kill you. <laughs> I will eat you, basically. But it's that. Right. All right. So here's the deal. Like, uh, I hear you saying that he's that Roman is given that sh- that sort of talk to uh, to Bobby Lashley, and I'm I'm you know what I'm. This is gonna be his thing. Where it was kind of cool when he did it with the Undertaker. It was it was it was pretty cool when he was doing it with Brock, right? But if he's doing it with Bobby Lashley, now I'm getting sick of it, like right away. Because at the same, it's like it's like I get it, dude. Like you know, you work every day, <laughs> you go to your job every day. You don't have the same perks that that all these other guys have, right? But but it's gonna just it's just gonna become repetitive now. You know what I mean? It's like it's like. In a, in a grand sense, it would be him going up to Renee Young and saying, 
Oh, you're going to interview me even though you only work Monday, Tuesday, and some Sundays? Like, I'm here every day. You know, like, get, shut right. up. You know what I mean? Like, after a while, it's just going to, like, he's just going to look like that jerk at work that you don't want to hang out with anymore. I think he already does look like the jerk sport. I don't want to hang out, like, hang out with anymore. All right. So who's going over here? Bobby needs it. I'm going with Bobby I mean, right away. Bobby desperately needs it. I think he, I think he has to go that way um, because it can't it can't be Roman anymore. It, no. They have to move on. It's never worked. It's not going to work. It's just time to do something different. Yeah. It, it's it's like. It's like, just stop with Roman. All right, all together, please. Because it's, yeah. it's just not working, you know what I mean? They, you tried, you tried, you tried. You, sho- you shoved him down our throat. We pooped him out, and it's just not happening. He's the shits. <laughs> all right, good. All right, so now we're going to go with um, the SmackDown Women's Championship, Carmella versus Asuka. James Ellsworth is suspended in a shark cage. So I... Want to say that I shat my pants as soon as that guy came out after we did the last show where we talked about how he was not coming back. He was working at some indie fed somewhere. Nasty boy Nobs was going to throw some guy into a table and knock over all of James Ellsworth's shit. And, uh, <laughs> and then you said, there's no way, Tim. There's no way. And then all of a sudden, underneath all of this Oscar sort of gear... Who do we see? The chin music man. I don't know. I, I didn't have anything right there. James the Ellsworth. Chinless the chinless wonder. James Ellsworth comes out and uh, he's not dressed like a transsexual. Should I should I have gone there? Like uh, back underneath the contract, helping Carmella retain the title against the second baddest woman in the planet. And uh, uh how, what what was your initial reaction when you saw uh, everything that you said on the show just completely become deflated, like, right away? Because for me, I found it to be pretty damn hilarious. So when I, when I watched, um, at first I was genuinely like, wow, who is under the rain? Wow. Oh, wow, is this going to be some bigger, deeper mystery right. of, of all things Asuka? Like, that would be kind of cool. Um, and the, and right as I think the robe was about to come off, I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, my, my, my dad typically does not watch tape reviews with me. My dad was in the room and <laughs> like, I, I might have cussed a little, um, like the instinct reaction was not right. favorable. Um, but hey, you know what? He has the attitude of, of somebody who deserves to have a WWE contract. So, oh my god! <laughs> so yeah, I just I just wanted I just kept thinking like, all right, he's kind of wearing girls' clothes here, right? Technically, so so I guess uh, uh, I I don't know. So he's in a Shark Tank, so clearly he's going to be getting out somehow. Out of the shark tank, right? Or he has a weapon with him that he slides through the shark cage, yeah. Or Carmella's going to hit, like, a, um, she's going to hit, like, like, the referee on accident. Or, yeah, referee, that's how this is going to go. Referee goes down on accident, right? Carmella reaches into the pocket, grabs the key. Somehow, she turns into, like, uh, 
uh, a good baseball player. I don't know any specific baseball players, so I didn't want. I didn't even want to try and have somebody fucking be like, like I don't even know what, what Babe Ruth played. But anyway, she right. throws the keys up there, and James, super coordinated Ellsworth, grabs the key as it as it's right next to the cage, right, and then all of a sudden he um, um, he gets himself out. He climbs to the to the. To the bottom of the cage, he's dangling. Oscar gets up, and James Ellsworth jumps down and gives a Hurricane Rana all at the same time to to Oscar. And then and then we, uh, I don't know, Carmella wins. <laughs> um, I agree with you, Carmella wins. Um, you don't think that James Ellsworth is doing a a Hurricane Rana from hanging off of the shark cage? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Um, only if he falls flat on his ass. <laughs> yeah, that'd be that'd be nice. Um, or what? If, or the bottom of the shark cage gives out. Ooh, how sweet would that be, right? <laughs> Evil, yeah. Oh man, we're shooting a little bit. This is getting good. <laughs> All right, so Carmella's going over. Um, the next match that we will go with here would be the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. The Bludgeon Brothers, Luke Harper, and um, and what Roy Roger, <laughs> what, what, what was his? Name? I I can't think of his name. Uh, Eric Rowan, excuse me, versus Team Hell No. Yeah, I just went with Roy Roger because <laughs> I don't know. Um, versus Team Hell No, the the surprise return of Kane and Daniel Bryan. Now, seems like this was just kind of thrown up thrown together in the in the past week or two. Um, I I I don't know. Um, I don't know who to go with this one. Who who do you think is going to happen? I think I think for the reunion opportunity, it'll be Team Hell No. Okay, so we have the. We have the good mayor with Daniel Bryan. Right. But <laughs> the, the good mayor, I like it. Um, see no, he, that good mayor sees no evil, though, right? Yeah. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And um, I, I, I don't know. I'm still going to have to go with, with Brody. I, I, I just think that uh, – I don't think that they're going to drop the titles here. I think that um, the Bludgeon Brothers are just going to beat the hell out of them. Going into the next pay per view, and then we'll get a stipulation at the next pay per view where Dana Bryan and Kane go over. Maybe I don't. I I just don't because didn't we say that there was another sort of reunion or something like that that was happening on this card already? Didn't we already mention something? No. The well, the possibilities of 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 the bow the bow and Bray reunion. Right. Yeah. So. I, I, I don't know. I think that this will be a good a feel good moment f- for the entrance and for you know half the match, and then the Bludgeon Brothers are just going to beat the crab out of them. Um, make sure you, just you had to work at the moment feel good, didn't you? What? Nothing. Yeah, yeah. Make sure you um, if you comment down below. Make sure you like, subscribe anywhere that you're watching this. And if you want to call in, the uh, the phone line is open, and you know feel free to. Um, um, call in and give us any of your predictions for any of the matches that we're having so far. The number is 518-350-4312. If you're listening to this on Spotify, the phone line is definitely close. So this is just for the live show. All right. So going on to the next match up, we have the Raw Women's Championship, Alexa Bliss versus Nia Jax. <sighs> going so- into this match... 
um, from the last pay-per-view, I'll, I'll give the segue to let you know that where we're here. Um, basically, this is just going to be the rematch clause from the Money in the Bank cash-in that happened at Money in the Bank where Alexa Bliss won. And this is just the mandated, but these two have the long heated rivalry dating back towards a little bit before WrestleMania, where Nia Jax was a victim of fat shaming by the uh, the ever effervescent and perfect Alexa Bliss, if if you will. So, um, going into this match, how do you feel about this? So, for me, um, sorry, I'm with my microphone a little bit louder. Um, so for me on this one, I really feel like I think it's going to retain with Alyssa. I think, or like, what did I say Alyssa? <laughs> <laughs> the reason for that is because Ronda Rousey has to get her payback. Um, so when Ronda comes back, it, well, correction, they've already said that Ronda has bought a ticket and that she's going to be in the crowd for this. Oh. So I have to, uh, they're already teasing that. So I, I will say Bliss wins. Um, but it might be by disqualification because Ronda gets involved. Yeah, and I, what what I like what I like with where you're going is I'm going to even go this far and say that at the pay per view entitled SummerSlam, not this this one that we're doing here, it's going to be a triple threat match. I'm going to say Nia versus Alexa versus Ronda, and the way that they're going to do this is. Alexa and and Nia are going to be f- working each other over, maybe on the outside, right next to a um um a Ronda Rousey who you know didn't didn't decide to go cheap on her ticket and maybe decided to splurge and get front row, let's say. And um, as they're working, yeah, she got that John Cena seat from WrestleMania, just in case the referee says that the Undertaker shows up and you got to jet all the way to the back, right? So she's sitting in the John Cena seat. And and then um, I don't know Alexa bumps into her or something like that. So then Ronda, who's a little hot tempered, gets physically involved in the match, which causes the disqualification, which Alexa winning, which has Nia attack Ronda from behind. Nia looks looks really big, and then um, and then you know it's gonna lead into the triple threat because Ronda cost Nia the match there. Go. She's not hot tempered. She's rowdy. Oh! What? Wow! Wow! Oh man! Shout out to a uh, Ric Flair who's um, recovering from his latest ailment too. By the way, just um. Oh, I think that. Yeah, he's uh he he was in the hospital. Um, um, that's why Charlotte hasn't been around. She's been she's been with him the whole way through. Um, but get get well soon, Rick. Love you, miss you. Anyway, so um, um, going into. The rest of the card. Oh, who, I'm sorry. Who do you think is going to go over in this match? You, did you already say oh. Nia? Yeah. No, I said Alex, 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 Alyssa. Alexa Bliss. <laughs> Alexa Bliss is going over. Do you think she's going over clean? Like, what do you think is going to happen here? That's a good question. Um, no. There, something's going to happen, and I think my call is going to be for, for a Ronda Rousey running. Ronda Rousey running, but so the referee will be down or something like that. Like, how is this not going to be a disqualification? That's what I'm saying. That's what I mean. I think I think Bliss is going to win by disqualification. Oh, okay. So that that way she keeps the title. It gives a little bit of contention between uh, Nia Jax. Exactly. 
Literally the same thing that, that, that I just I just sputtered before. We're on the same page. I love it. This is what's gonna happen. Triple threat match going right into the next pay-per-view. Alright, so um I think we're on to the main event now. AJ Styles. Actually no, we're not. Um Dolph Ziggler versus Seth Rollins, like in a thirty minute Iron Man match. Holy shit. This is gonna be this is the contender right now for match of the evening for certain. Um Obviously, both of these guys are fantastic athletes. Dolph Ziggler has completely rejuvenated himself ever since he got his big daddy cool, <laughs> Drew McIntyre. Um, and and now that he's the Intercontinental Champion, which totally caught everybody off guard, we um, we now have like a fantastic match going into a huge pay-per-view. So, Phil, how do you think this one's going down? So... For me, I, I think that th- that they need to keep the title with Dolph for a while longer. Um, I have a, I don't know. They, they, just the way they've been doing this with Seth, I feel like there's something else coming for Seth. Either something or nothing. Like it, it's weird how they're playing this. And, and you know, there was a lot of talk leading into uh, even Seth winning the Intercontinental Championship of like, what are you doing with Seth Rollins right now? You're not really utilizing him. What's happening? And then he drops the title to the guy that they've also been saying that about for five years. Right. What are you doing with Dolph Ziggler? You're not really utilizing him. So it, it's like these guys are lost in a little bit of purgatory, but keep it hot. Keep it active. I mean, they, they did an amazing close for Raw, Raw a few weeks ago. Um, I think they want to see if that kind of success can continue. And right now the WWE needs that kind of in-ring success. Um, successes to be able to check mark off to say exactly. look at the good stuff we have yeah um at the same unfortunate time i know people will disagree with me but i don't really know where they're going to go with steph or where they can go with steph rollins right now um and yeah some of this has been rewriting on the fly because they tried a shield reunion with dean ambrose because dean was injured um right. And, you know, that kind of, I think, rewrote what some of the plans were involving Seth Rollins. Uh, I don't know how far away Dean is from returning, but if you think about it, you know, maybe now is where they're looking at them becoming a tag team faction. Because, honestly, I think they need a strong tag team. And right now, I'm sorry. Sorry, Uha and and Titus O'Neil, you're not the strong tag team faction that we need in the (laughs) WWE. Sorry, B-Team, you're not the strong tag team faction that we need on Raw. Um, I mean, you're not, you're sort of slowly trickling out of, out of A-list tag teams. And I think Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose could do that, leave the title on Dolph for a while, if anything, continue this feud on to SummerSlam, where you bring back Dean Ambrose. Right. I think that they should... Um... I think they should end it here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little different than you. I don't think that they should continue after here. I think that um, from here, maybe we get something with both Finn and and um, and. Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, maybe, you know, doing this again at SummerSlam, maybe having Brock involved. That way Brock, you know, I contradicting what we said before with, you know, Brock and Braun and everything like that. What if they did it in a triple threat with those two guys, as we said, something, something could be happening here. Um, and then, you know, one pins another. Brock doesn't actually lose the title. He goes and does whatever he wants to do when UFC comes back whenever he feels um, maybe, maybe that's, that's where that's going. You know what I mean? Maybe putting it back on Seth. Cause Seth is definitely still the best. Um, if not the best athlete next to AJ, even better than AJ or, 
or you know what I mean? Like they could they could run with Seth again. I feel that's and I you know I'll, I'll bite my words a little bit. What if you know this is done to give a series of losses to Seth? So he's driven so far down, his only way back up is to rejoin with the authority. Ooh, I I really hope that they don't do an authority angle. But you know, once again, it is the McMahon show. <laughs> you know what I mean? They they easily could do that too. That is very true. Absolutely. All right. So um, so who are you going with? You're gonna go with um Dolph Ziggler on this Dolph. one. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'll go with Dolph Ziggler. It doesn't make any sense for for um for Seth to win it back here. See, and then you say that, and then that makes me go. Oh, well, maybe it should be <laughs> exactly, and that's what makes it so much fun. You know what I mean? Just like going the back and forth and the thinking and stuff like that. I I hear you completely. Right. All right, so main event time, we have AJ Styles, the phenomenal one because he's so good in the ring, versus the guy that you and I both have said for months and months and months has been so over that that he just by saying his name with day after it rusev day um for the wwe championship don't even know if this one's extreme rules because it doesn't even say it like in this description here but hopefully it is i really just i i I just i'm almost borderline want to say that they should have done this match like three months ago you know (laughs) like like rusev is obviously he's like the the his catch rate is so over. Rusev Day. Rusev Day. It's so money. It's so simple and it's so stupid. Him and Aiden English, whenever Aiden English comes out, the crowd goes fucking ape shit. And he, Aiden English doesn't even have to bump. And that's what the that's what this whole thing is about. <laughs> Just getting over and not having to break your body. So Aiden like Rusev Day has transpired into Aiden English getting the sweetest paycheck out of ever. Think about that. Imagine going to your job and not having to 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 use the computer, which is the main aspect of ninety five percent of the jobs that we have today. That's basically Aiden English, because like in terms of wrestling, the ring is the computer, and whatever you do in the ring is the most important thing. He's literally coming out and singing Rusev Day, and he's getting over. So how awesome is that? Now, um, as far as the match goes, who do you think is going over, and and what do you got? So I agree with you. I mean, I don't know how they set up set up this match. I feel you are right. It's like they're trying to capitalize on it, and it's almost too late. Like, um, so they're going to get that last little bit of steam out of the whole Rusev Day movement. Um, I'm hopeful that it's going to be an amazing quality match. Absolutely. And then if so, uh, you know, that maybe this continues on a good thing for Rusev. Um but I don't think they're going to give him the title, so I'm going to say AJ retains. I'm going to I'm going to have to agree with you. The problem is is that is that it's it's as as you said before, it's too little, too late. He was super hot. Not saying he's not hot now, but he was like here hot, like it was it was crazy. You know what I mean? But like like uh, and I'm sure that you know I could very well be wrong in the sense that he, like he's when I'm saying that he's not as over as he was before, but. I, I definitely think that they they could have done this even like eight months ago. You know what I mean? As soon as they started seeing how over this was getting, they should have done it then. But now it's it's you know it's watered down a little bit, and and now they're trying to go with it, and that's that that's got to be a little infuriating for for the man. Um, are, are they gonna take the belt off 
off uh, AJ? Absolutely not. So I'm with you right there. And the reason why they're not going to take the belt off him is because he's on the cover of the goddamn video game that's coming out in three months. <laughs> so right. so why would they take the belt off the off the guy? It doesn't make any sense to do that. You know, it's it's all marketing. It's all promotion. It's all trying to sell to everybody else. And and how do you do it with the champion? You're not wrong, my friend. You're not wrong. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. I, I had to give that one to myself because I was like, wow. Man, fantastic. All right. So, Phil, um, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. Where can the people see you coming up at some of these shows? Uh, you can see me this weekend at MCW Pro Wrestling. It is our two-day Shamrock, Shane Shamrock Memorial Cup at the MCW Arena 1000 Joppa Farm Road in Joppa, Maryland. That's Friday, July 13th, and Saturday, July 14th. For more information on that, you can go to mcwprowrestling.com. And for all the latest on my crazy travels, you can make sure to follow me on Instagram, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, and Snapchat at PSPHENOM. That's P-S-P-H-E-N-O-M. And on Facebook at DeathGoFillStamper. Awesome. Thank you so much for popping in. Um, next pay-per-view will be in a couple weeks, right? Yep. <laughs> Sounds good. Um, thank you so much, everybody, for stopping in and watching the and listening to the show. Now that we're on Spotify, um, if you liked everything that you heard here, f- make sure you follow me as well at Timmy Zabriski. Um, T i m m y z a b r i s k i e. It's all right there. Um, make sure you also like me on YouTube and right at username Timmy Z four, six, seven, four. You can watch the streams like this and the highest quality ever 1080p at 60 frames per second. I mean, I could do 4k, but then I want to be able to get on, on Facebook and Twitter as well. Timmy's Timmy's a risky there too. Um, but other than that, thank you so much for watching and, uh, catch me outside. How about that?